the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Monday, and our final Monday for doing shows, uh, the power panel, during May. Next week, we will not be on. It is Memorial Day, so we will be back with you in, in June uh, when it comes up. Over the weekend, I went and saw my uh, my grandson graduate from high school. He did not want to be there. He did not want to go. He said, ain't a big deal, granddad. He just wanted us to sit out there and wait and wait and wait and wait to get a piece of paper. He says, "Let me go to let me go to college." He's he's going to Louisiana Tech. He's going to be a raging Cajun down there, hmm. and evidently they've got a really good engineering program uh, at the school. So that's where he's going. It was between there and Texas A and M, and he took the raging Cajun program. So. And, and the reason why, kind of the same reason I went down to Moorhead State instead of uh, going to some of the Eastern schools or to IU to be a radio and TV major, and that was you didn't get to put your hands even on the equipment at those uh, other uh, uh, universities until you were a junior. Wow. Went to Moorhead. I was on the air the first day that I was at school, so... I'm one of those people, and I still believe this, if if you want to do, you know, you've got to do it. I mean, you just got to get out there and, and, and get your feet wet, and uh, that's what they allowed us to do, and made me a better broadcaster, I can tell you that. Absolutely. Did that. So we had, we had a good time. I wore, I was telling uh, uh, Paul, I wore my, my famous socialism shirt <laughs> to the graduation, which is, it says socialism along the bottom, and then it's got a guy holding a bag of money, and then it's got another guy next to him with a gun to his head. <laughs> okay, so I, I was wearing that, and I got a lot of, like your shirt, uh, as I walked up to sit down with my family. We had a uh, total of 19 people from the family there for his graduation so that was kind of wow, cool nice. everybody he like he did like that he thought that was kind of cool so you know it? why you thought it was cool iverson uh, what's that because the next day we had his graduation party right uh and about everybody gave him a hundred dollars mm. yeah that'll make you like it. 19 people giving you a hundred a hundred dollars kind of adds up you walk it? away with some pretty good money anyway <laughs> I, it was friday night the graduation saturday was the was the party but out of 701 kids, that's how many graduated wow. uh, from this uh, class at Cabot, only f- I counted them, all right? Only five kids wore masks. You were telling me Mills was on Saturday yeah. morning and the stadium. everybody had and to wear all the, it at the all stadium. The kids, yeah. Uh, students, graduates had to wear a mask. 
And there were only, I, I, I think there was probably 200 maybe. So was like that. So if they didn't wear a mask, they weren't allowed to graduate. Yeah, and and, and uh, <laughs> well, you graduate, but you couldn't get your diploma. Yeah. Only six. They were only allowed to have six students per uh, six uh, guests per student. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in like, War Memorial? No, no, no. At oh. Stadium Mills Stadium. Oh, Mills Stadium. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we did War Memorial. That's where we were at. It's like my goodness. Wow, come on. It was beautiful out there too. Beautiful, beautiful graduation. Yeah, you know, beautiful graduation, but. You know, a lot of people getting graduated this year over a war memorial. Yeah. I know I was coming into work on Saturday morning for car and truck doctors, and uh, I didn't catch the name of the school buses pulling mm-hmm. in there. But there was a bunch of kids coming in to, yeah. to graduate. I mean, if you're going to be outside, what do you need a mask on for? As far as I know, you don't need one. I know. So what was the purpose of it? Is the yeah because God. the the mayor relinquished that control didn't he last well we're in the county ah we're okay the county. you know so well i tried i tried to stop and eat the other day in little rock and i stopped in two places and they said no it's still it was last weekend you still have to wear a mask and I oh said, they didn't oh, want I'm your a, money I, i'm <laughs> gonna go somewhere else so i left yeah. two places went over to north little rock and uh hey they wanted my money in North they wanted rock. your money they let me come in and, and go in and eat north little rock so the so the store owners got their money the uh the government north little rock government got their cut and little rock suffers again yeah so um the governor says that on the 30th it's all over with in arkansas he's he's calling it quits on uh, the uh, emergency good deal that he uh, <laughs> instituted 16 months ago or whatever yeah. Without a vote or any input from anybody else. No, no, of course. Nobody in the state legislature has anything to say about it. So any, at least right now, that's, that's changing. It's over now. <laughs> yeah, it's about time, isn't it? It's about time. Yeah, it's about time. Uh, let's move on with life. Man. I mean, New York now is opening up. I saw where they well, were opening well, up. Shoot, there, people were actually out on the streets. Soon if New York is. Well, another song. <laughs> too much, too little, too late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They said. Wow. They said in California, one out of three family businesses will never come back. Yeah. Wow. One out of three. Oh yeah, I can believe Thirty-three percent. Think about yeah. how much money we're talking. You know, talking small business. There. It's already tough enough for small businesses. Uh, but when you bring in something like what we've been through, and the government the is street, against anyway, you, and the government is working against you, I mean yeah. that makes it even worse. Yes, the government's been working against us for a long. We're time. from the government. We're here to we're here to help. You got that right. <laughs> help, yeah. help themselves. Yeah. Well, you know, I asked a lot of people. I said, "Look, why don't you let businesses be open, and then you can make up your own mind whether you want to go?" Oh no, they we need can. to be closed. We why do we, they need to be closed? Yeah, why to keep me from going? Well, because Walmart one what? day, Walmart wanted. Let's see who come out smelling like a rose with all this closure <laughs> stuff, and who could abide by all the rules and regulations and everything. I don't remember. I don't remember any WalMarts being closed down or fined. Do you remember any Home Depots being closed down no, or fined or anything no, like that? No, but the. State legislature voted to give the fines back to the small businesses in Arkansas who got fines du- during the uh, all this COVID nineteen reg- regulations, and the governor vetoed. Now, what are you saying? It wasn't regulations; it was just laws that 
Board of Health bureaucratic rules. Emergency. Yeah, they weren't really regulations. Nope. They were mandates. They weren't passed. Mandates. They nope. were mandates nope. by the governor and a gov and a uh, government and, agency. So the governor override overrode giving the people their money back. Yep. Need at ninety five thousand dollars. We didn't have enough money in the treasury. Ninety five thousand dollars was what it yeah, was. No, sixty five grand. It was really a lot of money. I think yeah, part of the much. issue was that they, there were some legislators. You know, the legislature did not override the governor's veto in that case, unfortunately. And I think part of the part of some of their some of their their rationale was that they didn't want to undermine the authority. Of the bureaucrats. Of the state agencies. The yeah, state agencies is, run the state. Which is a problem. We should undermine their authority because they don't have the they don't have the lawful authority to begin with, and it, they need to be undermined. They should not be granted this authority to make laws on their own. Well, you know, Paul, you stay up at the Capitol more than any all the rest of us put together, hmm. and I'm glad you have time to let us know what's going on. But uh, how much weight do state agencies say it in a committee meeting if a person shows up from home and a state agency shows up? You know, who do they normally listen to? Probably the state agency more. Probably. Yeah. <clears throat> I think they should be arrested just for going up there and lobbying. They stay up there. Yeah, they're tax-funded lobbyists in many cases. They, they yeah. should, they, yeah, that's what you have well, to do. they're asked to come. If they're yeah. asked to come, I don't have a problem with that. But but when they're if they're there for information purposes, but I've got a problem with it when they sign up to speak for and against legislation, mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they're officially engaged in political activity on a taxpayer dime. Yeah. They're, they're doing that all the time. But as you have to it remember, is. they are the experts. That's yeah. what they say. <laughs> yeah, that's what they let's say. say. Let's see them run a profitable business. There's one thing that a state agency cannot do, and that is operate profitably they, and efficiently. They, they you're trying to not, apply the common sense rule here, uh, RD. Don't uh, let's not go there. Not with bureaucrats. <laughs> they can make something unprofitable real easy. That's the reason that well, we're involved. Well, they, was it? They're profitable, sort of like pirates are profitable. They steal from people <laughs> and hurt people who don't who don't comply. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, and, and I've heard it more than once, is you get these people that are part of you know, DHS or whatever organization, whatever uh, group that they're part of, and and I've heard them tell uh, politicians before, tell uh, people who have been elected by the uh, the people of the state. Well, that's fine. You'll be gone. In a couple of years, oh, yes. and I'll, yes, still, and I'll be still be here. Be here. And, yeah. that's, and that's one of the things about you know, people talk about term limits. It, maybe we, we really really need term limits to apply to bureaucrats, not so much elected officials, because we can we can elect. Our that officials. would we be an vote. interesting law to to present. Yeah, put a put a put a maximum four or five years on bureaucrats. I tell you what, if you put, if you put a limit on what they could pay department heads, and you put a ceiling on their paychecks, then. Uh, I think they would move themselves on along sometimes. But, yeah, possibly. You know, in the military, I don't know why this didn't work in the government. In the military, there's pay skills and there's pay level. Yes. So if you want to move up and get more money, you have to go to school to get promoted. and yeah. get promoted mm-hmm. and go up and get qualifications. Correct. Now, when you come to city and county and state government, you don't have to do any of that. Hang around and get to know people. Uh, That's exactly Mm -hmm. right. And you can move up. No more education. Mm -hmm. You get a raise. You get a raise on a regular basis if you go to school or not. I just can't figure out. And you get to vote on your own raise. (laughs) I can't figure out why you can't have pay scale according to the level of work that people are doing and not who they know and who they're kin to. I just, I can't figure out why you can't do that. I 
I, you just answered your own question. You did. You know, family and who they're kin to. All right, uh, East End Towing, don't forget about them. Uh, if you need a tow, go with the company that knows towing. There's more to towing than just, you know, hooking up your car and taking it somewhere. Like, first of all, where are they going to take it? You, you want to know that. Uh, if it's on private property, you you got to do that differently than it's on public property. Uh, you know, as far as East End Towing, they're with the Arkansas Towing Recovery Board. They're licensed. They're insured. Uh, and each truck is permitted uh, to the standards of the state. And you know that you're getting quality work. I mean, there's differences between towing your car and towing your boat and towing your camper and towing a truck. They're all different things. And there's also different things about if you're on an interstate or you're on a state highway or if you happen to be over at a parking lot. Go with the people who know what they're doing. No matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, has all the answers for you. All you have to do is give them a call. I've been suggesting to you since I've been talking about East End Towing, that you write the number down, keep it in your glove compartment or keep it in your wallet or your purse or whatever, because you never know when you're going to need a tow. I'm just telling you. Uh, 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. That's East End Towing. All right, back with you. 22 minutes after 6 on a Monday. It's going to be a beautiful day today. Lots of sun. sun 86 degrees today. Got to like that. It's going to get a little bit of rain tomorrow, though, they're saying. Just a little bit, not a lot. They're saying about three hours of it, and then it's going to clear up. Be nice. It looks like we're going to have a fairly nice Memorial Day weekend coming Uh up. I'm looking forward to that. I was uh, listening to Dave Van Horn, the Arkansas men's baseball coach, talking about the SEC tournament getting underway this week and said, uh, of course, they're playing in Hoover, Alabama. And he said that today in Hoover, Alabama, it's supposed to be 96 degrees. Mm. Said that'd be, that'd be, you know, trying on the pitchers to say the least. It'd be hot out there on the mound today. Uh, Congratulations to the Lady Hogs. They won their regional uh, in fast pitch softball. They move on to the, uh, the Super Regional, which I don't know, is that going to be in Fayetteville or is that going to be somewhere else? I don't know where that's supposed to be at. I've, I've been looking and I can't find any clarification on that at all. So they'll move into the Super Regionals. Uh, I was watching half of over the weekend. She's the, the star pitcher for the, uh, the the Lady Backs, and she made the statement, we went in, you know, and wouldn't have been, you know, happy if we hadn't have won the regional wow now we're shooting when a super regional because uh the last time i think we were in the regional was in 2018 okay and uh i think maybe that's the same for the super regional we got the super regional and lost two games in a row and we're out mm. so i think they got they got a great team this year it was fun watching them play i was watching it on television they are athletes it's amazing what they do well, I'm going to tell you what, i, I got to tell you, I think it would be harder to hit a fast pitch softball hit a baseball oh. sometimes. So is, is, Man, it, those is things, the difference between fast pitch and slow pitch, is it overhanded? No, it's underhanded. No, no it's, it's underhanded. Windmill. 
You know, yeah, that's not a natural motion for your arm. Either. Oh, but, it, yeah, it, it is if you're pitching a softball. That's natural. Yeah. It's throwing overhand. It's not. It's throwing yeah. a baseball. That's not it's, normal. I can a, tell that. Shoulder. I've had all. My, I have tears both it. my shoulders, you know, completely rebuilt mm-hmm. because of that. Just tore them apart over the years. Yeah, underhand it doesn't generally mess you up too bad. No, I've seen. I've seen them come in in Fayetteville after coming in from practice, and those. Pitchers will all have a bag of ice. Oh yeah, they're the, icing them always. To their arm, always their icing arm them. Down. That's just huh. that's just normal. And then you that, know, is that you're not that allowed just as preventive. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not allowed to go into the locker room, of course. And uh, I can tell you, there's a lot of those girls and guys same way taking ice baths mm. uh, after they've been working out and stuff. Hey, wow. So. It's a, it's a beating on your body. My, yeah. It really is. My brother does ice therapy like that sometimes for various different things. I couldn't do it. I, tell you I, I had a hard time when I was playing college ball. They'd want me to put my arm, lean over in the tub and put my arm down in the and ice. I, oh, hated that. Uh, Absolutely huh. hated really? it. Oh, yeah. And I didn't want to. That's too cold. Yeah. It's too cold. Mm. It's like this last surgery that I had. They wanted me to put cold bags on the area they did the surgery and they didn't want me to have any kind of cloth in between they wanted oh. the eyes they want the ice on the skin <laughs> they ice. i couldn't uh, take it I, I know a guy that um he does full ice baths <sighs> that's like, what i'm saying like, submerges body yes yeah I mean, just oh football players know what i'm talking about oh. in football oh, they yeah. really do a lot of that you know that it, gets rid of a lot of the pain because everything gets numb yeah you know, yeah, I think there, there's some. I guess there's some science in it. Where I think my brother's talked about it some. Is it 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 stimulates your body to do stuff that yeah. supposedly helps you. So it supposedly helps. You. <laughs> I, I will I will zero in on supposedly, supposedly. Uh, helps you. Anyway, well, I, I tell you what, my little brother doesn't train a whole lot. That boy can go out and run a half marathon right now, and then go on work work a normal day. I think. How young is he? He's a couple years younger than I am. Okay. Yeah, that's the reason. Yeah. My daughter, who was in her 40s, I think she's 41. This year, she's run two marathons. Give her credit for that. Yeah. She, she, she'll she tell me, Dad, I'm going to go out and just get a get a light workout in this weekend. I go, oh, yeah? Where are you? How much are you running? She goes, 10 miles. Yeah, yep. light workout. A light workout. Yeah. No, I do 10 boy. feet. Uh, Stuff on the couch. Somebody had to be chasing me with something, and they probably wouldn't have to shoot me after dead. Would have chased you that far? I could could probably finish a half a marathon walking, (laughs) but running it like my brother does. I mean, he'll do it on just just kind of go out and he'll run the church Sunday mornings. I don't care what anybody says. That beats up your knees. Yeah. So he he runs a little differently than normal people. He runs on his toes. No, oh, I thought you were going to say he, he, he got on his hands. No, 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 no. He'll, he'll, but he'll, he doesn't. He doesn't wear. He'll, he'll wear um, those five finger shoes, five, five finger toes, or oh, the socks. Yeah. yeah. The um, and so he doesn't have the cushion heel like a normal tennis shoe does, like a normal running shoe. Mm-hmm. And so you can't jog normally because it hurts your heels too much. And so he jogs on his on the balls of his feet, up on his toes, hmm. and and he likes it. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, he's a better man than I am. Well, Tell you what, I'm I, just gonna be honest. He, to you. he can he can run the the 13 miles probably as fast as I can run one as far as the the pace. Yeah, is he's wow. And he does, but the thing is, he doesn't practice that much. That's the thing. Does he lean? Also? He's, he's lean, tall like and lean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's tall and lean like I am. Not yeah. quite as tall, but mm-hmm. 
Thin and lean. Yep. That's the way most like runners look. Got a good stride. 36 years old, I think. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter, my, my daughter you know, she, she got into it. Now 37. she's like, uh, you know, she's really into it now. And I, I don't get it. She didn't get that from me. I hate it running. I love running. I didn't even like running wind sprints, you know, when I was a pitcher. Oh, yeah. Didn't like, like doing that. Either. I like running. I, don't, I do not like running. See, running was this, my, I had a coach one time, Coach Payline was his name, and he went on to be a tremendous uh, coach in uh, uh, long-distance running. Uh, he became a cross-country coach at Purdue University, hmm. and then he was, uh, you know, cross-country for uh, the Olympics and things of that nature, and he told me, I mean, he, I was saying, Coach, why should I do this? He says, it's all about discipline when you run, Dave. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, really? He says, yeah. He says, all running is is running until you get to where you feel like you can't run anymore and you run through run that through yep. then you find the next place exactly that you feel like you can't run anymore yeah. and run through that i go that's no fun he said <laughs> who said it was fun that's what he said to me <laughs> who said it was fun i said well i won't be taking so, part so, in that. <laughs> so how far do air force guys have to run well, for our test, yeah, it was a mile and a half, mile and a half, yeah. yeah, mile and a half, thirteen minutes. You know, it's what we had to run. You can almost walk that. To be honest <laughs> yes. with me, you can I, almost walk. I was going to leave him alone on that, but since you said it, yeah. but I, I, I ran that, and I, I, I got to take a break. We're, we're in the news, so let's take news back. So you in the Cabot Ward, Austin area, BB? Uh, don't forget about the Cabot Emergency Hospital now. That's right out there on 89, next to 67, 167, 100% physician-owned, board-certified emergency physicians with over 130 years of experience, always open. There's always a doctor there. One of those doctors is always there, 24-7, 365. They got a complete radiology suite that includes x-ray, CT scans, bedside ultrasound, and and MRI. They do on-site labs, which is really important. Uh, they draw bu- uh, blood. You've gone in and uh, complaining of chest pains. It's going to be what shows up in your blood that will tell them if you're having a heart attack or whatever. They can get that back in about 10 minutes. They're not sending it somewhere. So uh, 10 minutes, you'll know if you need to go to maybe a heart hospital for something to, to be taken care of. And they have a pharmacy right there as well. And then all of their care is patient-centered on you because they know your emergency matters because it's your emergency. And uh, you shouldn't have to wait for that. They can get you in, get you to the back, uh, get you seen, get you tested, and figure out what the problem is so that you can get back to your life faster. That's the Cabot Emergency Hospital on 89 out in Cabot, right next to 67167. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I didn't tell you that we got the power panel here. Uh, Iverson Jackson is here. R.D. Hopper is here. And sitting next to R.D. is, I was looking, that's Paul Calvert that's there. So everybody is here in the studio. Saw that the Lone Oak um, Republican Party is meeting tomorrow night. I saw something uh, posted about that, and they're going to be electing new officers. Is that right? I don't. I don't think it's time for new officers yet that okay. I know of. Uh, I think they're 
a couple of new members that have put in applications that will be voted on new oh, membership. Oh, they got to vote on them? They're going to vote on new membership. Okay. But uh, not, I, as far as electing officers, I'm not aware of it, but but uh, I'm not that involved. I'm the state committee man, but uh, that's pretty I involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the state committee man, so yeah, I go, I represent Lone Oak County to the state convention and the state. Well, issue, you kind so. of the guy that got the uh, the thing dealing with uh, uh, teaching creationism in school, weren't you? Yeah, we got it on the we we didn't get it on the platform, but but we got a resolution that the loan that the arkansas state republican party believes that any public school that takes public money if they teach evolution they should also spend an equal amount of time teaching creation because right now they teach to small children that evolution is the only logical uh, option that you know we came from a bowl of soup and everything (laughs) that nature is a total accident so uh so the Republican Party believes that if the they take public money, they should hear both creation both and evolution equally, yeah. and let them decide. You know, small kids are impressionable, well, they, they, and if their teacher tells them that this is just the way it is, they need to cut out this evolution. Fair. They need to cut out this fairy tale stuff. This evolution train it's 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 hogwash. There's it's 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 a fairy tale told it's not by science. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not it's, science. It's, it's not good enough to be a theory. You're right. It's it's, it's absolutely it's, correct. It's, it's more like a fairy tale because it actually defies science. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, that's something we'll be working on. So yes, that came from Lone Oak County uh, Committee, and we took it to the state. The state passed it, and now uh, we didn't have time for the last session. We'd like to see this drafted into a bill and um, brought before the legislature and and uh, say if you're going to take public money, you're going to teach it both ways. And I'm sure that Christians can get together and come up with uh, something that they would agree on to go in the classroom to represent that. Uh, on, oh, I'm on sure the first there's organizations that that's that written. God, yeah, there oh, is yes. plenty you know. of it out there. There is. I saw some real good inf- information when we went to the uh, to the Ark Encounter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They have that organization has some very good information about. Now, speaking that. of that, <laughs> on June seventh, I'll be uh, leaving with the folks here in Central Arkansas. We go down to to Branson for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and then make our way up to Louisville, uh, Kentucky, and go spend the, the first evening that we're there out on the paddle boat, Bell Louisville, and and have dinner on it, and then the next day make our way over to the Ark Encounter and visit that. And I've been there before. People who've never been there have no idea how big the ark is. Yeah, it's amazing. It's huge. It's, it's huge. Amazing. It's almost the building we're in is twelve stories tall. Mm-hmm. It is almost as tall as this building. And yeah. the, the same people. It's amazing if you haven't seen it. It's the scale is unbelievable. Yeah, it's built it's to the built scale to of the, scale. the Bible. That's exactly right. right. Yeah, they took they built it by the scale and by the definitions that we have in the bible the blueprints and uh but the same organization also has a creation museum yes that's, that's in lexington yeah. and the creation museum has some very good information that we could use in our school system to represent that uh the fact that we believe that god created the heavens mm-hmm. and the earth so uh so that's something that yeah that lono county did that i that i was proud that they did and i was yeah. able to represent it to the state and uh 
and uh, we hope to see it go into legislation. Well, whether you believe in creationism or whether you believe in evolutionary theory, it all comes down to faith. That's where it all starts at because, look, they'll tell you that there was energy. Well, the first you know rule of thermodynamics is energy can neither be created nor destroyed. And if that's the case, where'd the energy come from? <laughs> Had to come from anywhere. And it's it, well, it's a matter of faith. Of where you, you want to place it. History and the and the values that this country was was based on that that of God's word. And and you just look at the, treating the golden rule. Mm-hmm. Everybody's entitled to a trial. And just basic principles on how men should treat each other, yeah. the principles and values that comes from God's word. It was not bad for our country no. for many hundreds of years. And I'm I'm afraid that if we get away from treating each other with these values, that we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, you think about this. It's not a matter of going to be in trouble. We already are in trouble. But the word you use, logical, and the word that uh, Paul used, fantasy, when you think about those uh, creationism that uh, creationism is the only logical thing that makes sense or theory that it's not a theory it's the only logical uh, answer to it and and of course uh, that evolution it is pure as, fantasy. as, as an origin I'm, as an origin of life is yeah there's there's no scientific basis for it it is fantasy it's absolutely you know, if you think about it say so, well so, you know some slime you know we came out of primordial slime I said well which piece of slime decided to be a male and which piece decided to be a female and, and, and which which or, or piece unless decided, they were transiting and, and which between piece of them slime decided to have life yeah which piece I mean so even even just makes even absolutely no slime sense slime has life but you just mix chemicals; it doesn't become alive. No, and you know, so it makes zero sense. And there's there's nothing in in creation period that's in a in a uh, transitional form. Nothing. Well, and, and there's I mean, if we're evolving, why don't we see things now that are in some type of transition? Well, and, that's, and that's some of the irreducible we co- so. complexity. Yeah, yeah, some complexities. of the arguments. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah. so yeah. how did I was trying not to get technical. Well, yeah, and, and, how, and how do you how do you how do you how do you um, how do you go from a fish flying because the wings get in the way before they actually start helping? And so how that ever develop from an evolutionary standpoint? Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. And one thing that has proven is the values in God's word makes for a better family and society. Absolutely. You cannot deny how this country progressed with those values. 170 people we were just were talking about had been killed in New York in the last 30 days have been murdered in new york a hundred and seventy people the crime in hey, new chicago york, 360 the, double it the crime in new york is worse right now than since 1997 and uh uh i don't think people are using the, the mayor rule. says it's getting better in new york if what the mayor says it's getting better yeah that's hmm. what he says yeah he was true true man, and he true. said things are getting better yeah, it, it's sad. It's sad, but uh, there is an answer to all these problems that we're having, and the government is not it. Well, the reason we have the reason we have the uh, the evolution theory is exactly what R.D. is saying. It's because man did not want to submit to the will and, of God, and, and sometimes and he and he and he said that when you that, back you back some of these guys in their corner, you ask them, well, why? Why, why, why do you want to believe this? And I think some of them will actually tell you, well, there's there's moral implications. Absolutely, and that's what that's and that's what uh, he said. He said that if he admits that there that uh, creation 
is correct, it's right, that means that there is a God. If there's God, that means that there are absolutes. If there are absolute, that means that's right and wrong. And I don't want to say what I'm doing is wrong, so I'm going to go with this one. And that's why we have evolution. It has nothing to do with science. Nothing to do with science. It's in conflict with science. Yeah. It's in conflict. I mean, I mean the, 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 the whole thing is not about science. And so, yes, it is in conflict it's with philosophy. science. Yeah. Well, Christians should be held accountable for letting this be taught in our schools without having uh, at, at least both sides presented equally. And uh, it's our fault. Good men have done nothing. You know, to why, allow why are this we spending tax dollars and if you like don't, that. if you don't want your child taught that, then you just need to do what we've had to do for the last forty years. Whenever something's being taught that we don't agree with, we have to opt out. Just opt out. You don't have to have your child in there for that. Yeah. You know, this is this is another call and why people should get involved in their local communities uh, on the school boards and pay attention. Yep. To things like that because these they're they're teaching your children this and believe me it that has something to do with their behavior because if, if you think that you're just a little monkey you might start acting like a little monkey well, yeah because the, the fact is that, that why would you have moral morals yeah. why would you have sexual morals if you're just an animal if you're just an animal it doesn't matter why, does, why, yeah, why don't you kill your neighbor i mean sure he's in that's the way reason, yeah. inconvenient that's it that's exactly and, right and that's what we're doing i mean look look at abortion Yes, hundreds, like, hundreds oh of thousands of, of dead children every year. Because, Millions. Beca- yeah. Because they're, well, hundreds of thousands in this country alone. But, it, it, and they're inconvenient. It's not, yes. it's not convenient for me right now, so I'm going to kill my child is, is the, the ideology. All right. 13 minutes before 7. As you can tell, we're kind of hitting everything today, and that's fine. That's, that's the way this show kind of works. Yeah. You get to hear us talk. You can get involved in the conversation, 823-0965, 823-0965. You can call in. We'll let you talk when we come back. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on over in Israel uh, with them and the Palestinians. they got a ceasefire going on right now. Your thoughts on that as well. Don't forget about uh, my good friend, Pat Davis. I want to save you money on your health care, on your health insurance, and with your health insurance, you can save money by just calling Pat Davis, 501-605-6935. He's got a whole different way of doing things, and uh, the way he does it just makes a whole lot more sense, and it will save you money, somewhere between 30 to 50% on your health insurance this is a perfect plan to follow if you happen to be self-employed or if you're an owner of a business and you're buying uh, health insurance for your workers you can save money this way as well Uh, you can get actual health insurance not a share plan and you can use uh, whatever provider you want to use and well i love saying and there's more yet to be said. Uh, there are no copays, which means sometimes you get a check back from, uh, you know, the hospital or your doctor or your urgent care facility, wherever you happen to go to. Excess money goes to you instead of the insurance company. So give a call to Pat. Talk this over with him. Uh, learn how to save some money. Uh, get your health insurance at a reasonable rate, 501-605-6935 or visit him online 
yourhealthplanman.com. All right, eight minutes until seven o'clock here on a Monday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. Power panels here. Paul Calvert, Artie Hopper, and then uh, Iverson Jackson all sitting in the studio right now. You can see them all if you want to go to the Dave Ellswick Show on Facebook and watch the show. You can do that right now. Or if uh, you can't do that, just hang around and listen, and you'll be able to tell the different voices as we as we uh, go along. I was talking to uh, R.D., and R.D. said he ran into Joseph Woods uh, over the weekend, and he made it real clear to us that you know he'd like to come in and sit down in the studio with the power panel. Maybe we'll do that in June. Okay. You know, sometime during June, have him come in. Uh, of course, he wants to be lieutenant governor, so uh, we can uh, get him in here and let him talk a little bit more and in, uh, I don't know, clarity about what he believes and yeah, what we'll he wants to do. Open it up for everybody else that's trying everybody to come in and do yeah, it full time. It's always open. <laughs> People who know me and know the show know that it's always open to them. All they got to do is call. And I always get people who say, well, you never have Democrats on. Well, we do very, very, very <laughs> seldom, but we do have them on. And uh, when they're running for office, look, rules say this by the FCC. If a candidate calls me because another candidate has been on, I must give them equal time. equal time. And I do that. But you know what? I don't call every candidate out there. I let candidates call me and decide if they want to come on or not. And guess what? When it comes to Democrats, a lot of times they don't call. Huh? They don't call. <laughs> I mean, I would have. I I don't have any problem with them coming on. I'm more than happy to sit down and yep. talk with them. Uh, they talk on this show and they sound like an outliner. That's exactly what they sound like because that's what they that's are. That's what they are. So just keep that keep that in mind. I just want everybody to understand that that I don't tell the Democrats don't call. I don't tell them that. I don't even tell you who are Democrats that listen to the show don't call. You can do so. But if you can look at your party right now and make heads or tails of it, you're a better person than I am. For instance, it it used to be that the Democratic Party was solidly, solidly behind Israel. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Lieberman and a lot of the other uh, old guard stood behind the uh, you know the Jewish state that's not the case anymore no. we've heard more anti uh, Israel talk over this last few weeks than we've heard in years from the Democrat party and not only has it been anti-israel it's been anti-semitic mm-hmm. taking a shot at the Jewish people just because they're Jewish well that the Democrats of the 70s and 80s would not believe that they have taken God completely out of their platform and completely out of their acknowledgement. Yeah. So uh, uh, the Democratic Party today is not the Democratic Party of 25 or 30 years ago. It's, Democrat it's the, yeah, Party. Yeah, the Democrat yeah. Party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, So we better look at the platforms. You need to look at the platforms. And I've talked to somebody this weekend uh, I'd really like to see. I've never seen a broken down, handheld, you know, a consolidated platform for of the, the Democratic, Democratic Party, Party to where it was in a small flyer. The Republican Party, we break it down and we hand it out to everybody we see. We have 
copies of them at home and we give everybody one but it would be good to have uh, a democrat platform to hand out side by side you won't and find god in it no they took god out of it so and just give people one of each and say just read them both and, and just vote your conscience yeah mm-hmm. yeah democrats talking about that uh, Dave, you mentioned they're anti-Israel, anti-Israel, they are an- now. anti-American, anti-God, anti-life. Well, the, the Democrat Party <laughs> goes anti-capitalism. Kind of the, kind of the mainstream um, Democrat Party is becoming just unhinged. Absolutely. I mean, it's you know, twenty years ago they were they were heavily flirting with socialism and and maybe a little bit of communism. Now they're just unhinged. They're just off the rails. Out of their minds, unhinged. You know, the average get up, go to work uh, Democrat uh, voter, they, they have no idea. Most of them, when you talk to them, they have no idea well, that I their think, party is, is right. going that, the, that but, direction. But the, the kind of the mainstream Democrats now that are that are running the party. Now, there's still a lot of voters out there that are still, I don't think they've caught up with, with how unhinged the Democrat party is. What they believe. What? Yeah, but... Now, there's there's still some kind of yellow dog Democrats out there. Some of the the old guard Southern Democrats that are they're still fairly conservative. But the mainstream party right now, I'm afraid they're just there's nuts. Now, at least 50 percent of the party in Washington, D.C. that's Democrat is anti-Israel now. Mm -hmm. 50 percent. I I can tell you, you know, Joe Lieberman and some of the other great ones. Uh, from the Democrats have got to be shaking their heads yeah. about that. And, so, and some of those Democrats are Jewish. Yes. <laughs> come on. Yeah. How's that As Joe, Joe Biden. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, I'm wondering when when that's going to 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 uh, break against the Democrat Party with Jewish people here in the country because uh, because of civil rights and because. A lot of Jewish folks don't understand how how civil rights worked in this country. They think it was the Democrats that pushed it, when in fact it was the Republicans Absolutely. who pushed it. And uh, you know they they see themselves aligned in the nineteenth and twentieth century. Yeah, they see themselves aligned uh, with the Democrats. And I I'm going to tell you after what you've heard over the last few weeks with. You know, the Palestinians sending all these missiles, over 4,000 missiles into Israel. And here, you know, what uh, AOC and all the others are saying, it's just, it's very obvious that they don't align themselves with, with the Israelis at all. All right, we got a minute, we got news, and then when we get back, we'll continue our discussion. We're going to talk a little bit more about what's happening in the Middle East. Few things have happened over the weekend, so we'll bring you up to date on that. That's all going to happen right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Power panels here. We've got uh, Artie Hopper, and we're starting in the middle today. Artie Hopper, Iverson Jackson, and Paul Calvert sitting in the studio with me. I'm Dave Ellswick. Stay tuned. We got more coming your way. Dave. 
We move into the second hour of a Monday show. Uh, we will not be here next Monday. It will be a special, I believe, that we got an hour special about Memorial Day that will air, and then we'll air a, a, a show from another uh, show that we've done, uh, another hour of one of our shows, and Heidi and I will talk about that and decide. Here's how the talk goes. Dave, I got this hour. What do you think? Okay. <laughs> That's basically how it does. Because she always picks a good show. Oh, yeah. So I don't have to worry about it. That's what's good about having a good producer like Heidi. She does a great job. But, uh, again, that's that's what will be coming up next uh, Monday. Have a three-day weekend. I'm looking forward to that. See, this Friday is a good Friday. Here's why it's a good Friday. Because it will be my payday. <laughs> it will be Friday, which means the beginning of the weekend. And it's the start of a three-day weekend. So that is a perfect Friday as far as I'm concerned. So uh, we're looking forward to that. I know Heidi's looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it because they're saying that the weather's going to be really good. It's going to be mid-80s during that whole weekend. Yep, I'm into it. That's what I'm into. I love it. Hotter it gets, better I like it. A lot of you will be saying, Dave, but it's 95. Yeah, it could have been 96, but it's just 95 today. (laughs) I love it when it's warm. I really do. In fact, I like it when it's hot. And, and I mean, I go down to Florida in September, and it's hot down in, in Florida in September. That's when I, I like heading down there. All right, power panels here. Let's see. I started in the middle last time. I'll start with Iverson this time. So Iverson Jackson is here, Pastor Iverson Jackson. Also here is uh, Artie Hopper. He's in the middle there. And uh, see, Iverson's leaning back so you can see him. <laughs> Don't turn off your Facebook. Right? Yeah, somebody, yeah, really. told me that, <laughs> somebody told me, Dave, that, that you know they could never see R.D. They could see myself and, and, uh, and Paul, Paul and you, of course, but they couldn't see R.D. So I, that's why I've been leaning back a lot. Okay, so you can see what R.D, R.D. looks has like. Fans I can't hide that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that way. All right, and then Paul Calvert is here <laughs> as well. He's there at the, fi- at the uh the far end and ready to go with us as well let's go back and talk a few more moments about what's going on over in israel has it not amazed you the arguments that have been raised during this time you got the palestinians uh and hamas mm-hmm. and and they're synonymous now because the palestinians voted hamas into power uh over in the gaza so now you've got uh, you know the the Hamas doing what they're doing, and they launched over four thousand missiles into the uh, Israeli uh, country. Tried to um, over half of them were destroyed by the Iron Dome. Now here's the interesting thing, and I'm hearing this from people that I would think have better sense. All right, you would think they have better sense. Well, we don't think it's right for the Israelis to have the Iron Dome and the Palestinians not to have the Iron Dome. They should both be able to to protect their countryside. For first of all, let me just say, if the if the Palestinians want it and they can afford it, they can have it. They can have it. However, why do they need it? When's the last time, uh, other than times that they've been attacked? that the Israelis have launched anything against the Palestinians. They haven't. They haven't. As far as I know, they've never started any of the wars over in the Middle East. Well, when you elect a terrorist organization to lead your country, 
you might be asking for trouble. Yes, you might. And then you want people to feel sorry for you because you have a terrorist group elected as your government officials. So uh, that might be asking for trouble. Sometimes you kind of bring it down your own head. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and I don't. Yeah, be careful like of what see, you wish for. That's exactly yeah. right. And I don't. I don't like to see what's going on over there. But people have to protect themselves. And if if you want to have peace, then elect peaceable people that work peaceably to solve problems. Yeah. If you're living next door to someone and all they want to see is your total destruction. And they'll do anything because uh, they want to get your to land. Because they want your land, which which they, I don't think they really want the land. They just want Israel to go away forever, you know. And that's not going to happen because Israel has a covenant with God, and uh, that so that's that's never going to happen, you know. So Israel has to protect itself. They Israel right has been exist. there since 1948, mm-hmm. and Israel didn't just move back there. I mean, the people didn't come from. Russia and all the commie countries and all that and start a new country. They started a new country because the UN declared that there was a country for the Israelis. And so they showed up and they started. They offered land to the Palestinians so that they could start their own nation. What did the Palestinians do? They said, we don't want your stinking land. We want all the land. And so they didn't take it. And because they and this, now, this may be you know news to some to of some, you, yeah. uh, but they turned it down. Mm-hmm. They could have had their own country. They turned it down. If you look at and any, since that, that time, they've been trying to push yeah. Israel into the sea. And anything that they have, uh, that Israel has relinquished and given to them, you look at it, and it's just it's just destroyed. It's run down. Uh, it's it's terrible over there. When you go over there and you see the where the Palestinians, what they are in control of, and you see what the Israelis are in control of. I mean, it is a night and day situation. If the, the greatest story I've heard are the people who have gone over, and I have not been to Israel. It's one. Of, it's my number one item on my bucket well, I, list. I've been recently. Well, I'm, when I said I'm recently, going. I went in 2017. So. Okay, I'm I'm going over yeah. there. Uh, one of the biggest things about it, you stick a spade. You know, a spade, you know, that you turn the soil up yeah. and you plant plants. You stick a spade anywhere in Israel and you'll hit history. Yes. So I, I definitely want to get over and, and see it and, and, and feel. I've had more than one uh, Christian brother or sister tell me that when they stepped foot off the plane. Yes. The, the, over, the Bible the, the comes over, alive. Well, the, the overriding it, it feeling of the Holy Spirit is mm-hmm. just uh, incredible over there. Well, I want to, I want to, I want to get over there and, and experience that for myself. But um, I'm just going to tell you, they they're not going anywhere. There's a 19. Like I told you, there's a 1998 documentary on the Holocaust called The Last Days, mm-hmm. and it's excellently done. Uh, you can get it on Netflix. So if you want to see some of the reasons that these people were looking for a place to go, a place of their own, which was granted to them by the United Nations, you need to watch The Last Days on Netflix, and it'll give you a little perception of what they went through. I had somebody tell me, and i sad to say it's a family member, but made mention to me, well, I don't believe they killed that many Jewish people. How do we know they killed that many Jewish people? And I said, because the Nazis kept really good, good records. records. <laughs> they kept records of all that. We know for a fact how many Jews they killed and how many 
you know, um, so they weren't Christians they, they killed, they how many homosexuals they killed. Anybody that wasn't blonde-haired and blue-eyed was uh, always in the crosshairs. Or, mm-hmm. or didn't bow down to Hitler yeah. and do exactly what they were told to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Just so the way it was. They shoot them for, for any reason, but that's a place I would like to go. I would... I'd like to go to the prison camps and see them and see, and, see the, and, see, and see the ovens and everything. Yeah. I'd just like to see it. People don't realize how many concentration camps there, there were. were. They mm-hmm. think they always hear, Auschwitz. you know, Auschwitz mm-hmm. and they hear Bergendahl and, and some of the others. Let me tell you what. There were hundreds of those camps, mm-hmm. hundreds mm-hmm. of those camps. They they had the crematoriums going so hard and fast burning bodies and burning live people in fact that uh, there were towns that were close that thought it was snowing mm-hmm. and it wasn't snowing it was the ash of the people that were burned being burned up and just think about something that this movie brought to my attention i didn't think of if they would have spent the manpower and the resources on the war that they put against it, exterminating the jews they would have been more successful in the war mm-hmm. and uh, it could have gone on longer and they could have done more destruction, but they put a lot of effort, engineering manpower, and they did it right down to the last day. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of Hitler's uh, last remarks is, is, you know, keep killing the Jews and keep trying to exterminate, you know, keep the race pure. The final solution, the final solution. Yeah. What that so was he, all about. he never gave up on it. But if those resources would have been put toward fighting, you know, uh, their enemies, then it would have been worse. The enemies they created. The enemies they created. <laughs> that's exactly now, right. They turned, the wo- they turned the world against them. Yep. I mean, they really did. Well, we won't attack here. And then next thing you know, they were rolling across the, the border into that country. You know, can't you see this really the same thing happening here? You know, you start with kind of the soft approach. And you get in positions of you start getting in positions of authority and positions of power, and then you just start little by little uh, uh, allowing your your uh, ideology ideology yeah. to take root, and then now we got a generation that I mean, just think nothing of killing a baby. Well, and they've 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 taken over society, and one of the ways they've done it is through public schools. Yes, and, public and, schools and through the so-called education system. It's 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 the an indoctrination system that that um, that has devastated our country really. That's one of the things that gave me cold chills last night when I was watching the last days on that is one of the ladies said, well, they kept coming up with rules for Jews and it was just another rule. And there was another rule. Jews have to do this and Jews have to do that. And if you're a Jew, you do this and do that. And and it kind of got numb to where it was just another rule as another mm-hmm, freedom mm-hmm. taken away from yes. them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't think that much about it until and the, the fr- noose was around their neck and it was too late. It was late. too late. It was too late. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. we got more to talk about today. There's other things to discuss. The Republicans and the Democrats have not come to any agreement yet on infrastructure. I think the first thing they've got to come to an understanding is what is infrastructure? Because the Democrats have totally changed the definition. I, I've mentioned ever since Biden became president and I, I asked uh, Congressman Hill and Congressman Westerman every week, basically, I say to them, did you buy a new lexicon today? <laughs> so you know what this word really still means? Does it mean what you've been told that it means? Or do the Democrats have another 
uh, you know, complete definition for it. We'll talk about infrastructure in just a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Do you have questions about filing for Social Security? If you do, you can get the answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet called Your Guide to Social Security. David Lucas thinks this is one of the best brochures he's ever written in giving you answers to, uh, you know, an economic situation. It's from the David Lucas Financial Business in North Little Rock. It's 27 pages long. It outlines what you need to know. Uh, it can help you get even more income when you file for Social Security. So if you're within five years of filing for Social Security, get the free booklet by calling 501-222-3315 as a bonus you'll receive a free customized Social Security analysis that will pinpoint the optimal time so that you can wring every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone, call right now, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. All right, so one of the things when you're dealing uh, with anybody about anything is that everybody should agree on the definitions of words if you if somebody's talking about one word and has a totally different definition of that word than the other person trying to find any kind of common ground is going to be necessarily tough to find have a conversation when you've got two different languages so here this is the problem that we're having now between the democrats and the republicans between Joe Biden and, uh, you know, the Republicans about uh, the uh, infrastructure bill that he wants to get through. $1.7 trillion is what he wants. Uh, He's cut back some stuff. It ain't enough by a long shot. But the definition of infrastructure that the Democrats now use is not the definition that has been used for years and years and years. When you said infrastructure in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and even in the beginning of the 2000s, you were talking roads, bridges, tunnels, things of that nature. Airports, yeah. Yeah. That's not how Democrats see infrastructure now. Uh, Gillibrand, the senator of New York, has said that infrastructure includes child care. And in other social programs, that that is as important to, quote, infrastructure as roads and things. Well, the Republicans don't Socialism. see it that way, okay? And so to try to figure out, you know, how to move forward is very, very difficult because the Democrats want X amount of millions upon millions of dollars more for what they consider infrastructure and not well, what it, that, the Republicans that, think that it is. That is important infrastructure for getting the socialist movement under under um, control even further and, and harder, getting children away from their parents and into government programs at an earlier and earlier age. And was it was it Biden's idea that was going to extend basically public school or daycare yeah. another four years, two years on the, bottom, on the low end and two years on the outer end? So basically – what, three years old to, to 20 years old? So that they have control of your children almost from the very beginning. Yes. Well, remember, Dave Obama said uh, he wants them at six weeks. Six weeks. Yes. Oh. 
Six weeks. Well, basically, they can get colostrum from their mothers. Yep. What they're saying, that infrastructure is a stimulus package, is what they're talking about. And they're trying to buy the next election, bottom line. So we're back they're to the CCC? Say, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, they're trying to buy the next election and say, hey, we're going to give you more money than, than the uh, Republicans. And, uh, and we're going to make this country successful by sending money to people and uh, – going to print money we're going to we're going to be successful by counterfeiting money exactly right you know, but, you do that, but if, if, again if you're changing uh, the the definition of words to say that infrastructure means something other than what they would they've said and, and i think, then I think that's even, not infrastructure even originally the the like the, the big the big interstate highway system was a, a means of security it wasn't i don't think the intent well at least not officially wasn't the the idea of well we're going to do this for the purposes of economic development. I mean, it was a part of the defense budget. I mean, it was, it was a defense measure. And um, whereas today, it's it's part of an economic development, probably vote-buying scheme and whatever else that you used for um, enriching your... your um, Transfer of wealth. <laughs> well, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> you know, you think about who, who created that, that system there, uh, uh, Dwight Eisenhower, who, who understood... You know the the uh, interstate system. He understood and that there, we needed. There that. is great value in from from a even from a defense standpoint of having the ability to transport um, troops yes. and, and and whatnot because yeah. that's that's a big deal if you're ever being invaded. And yep. um, and, and, that, and, and that's why the great general but, wanted us to have that. You know, because he understood, he understood that that if we, we need to move troops, <laughs> you can't go through all these little towns. You got to be able to get them there. You're talking about Eisenhower, Eisenhower, and, yeah, the, and, uh, and you needed you needed airstrips all over the well, country. That's why that's every right. five miles, you got a straight of, mile, yeah, you know, of interstate of is interstate. A, a straight mile. Right. And so you've so got, you can you've land got a plane on. Basically, it. you have airports all over the country, or the potential for airports all over the country mm-hmm. with, the, with the interstate system, but. If you look at it, when you build something, you have to maintain it. And that's something mm-hmm. that people ought to learn in city government, county government, and coming up through the ranks. That if you build something, you also had to add board taxes to maintain what you're building. Right. At some point, at some point, when is enough enough? Yeah, because. I, I mean, if you've got to continue growing yeah. at the same pace, then. It's unsustainable growth it's at not, some point. Not, but it's not nearly as fun to maintain <laughs> something as it is to look at what I built as opposed to I, I maintained this. But that was that was built into the cost of a, ga- a gallon of gas. It, I, I can remember back in the days when they would have the, the on the stickers on the gas pumps, and you could look on the sticker and you could see how much taxes you, huh? were yeah. on a gallon of gas. And, and the taxes were almost uh, the exactly. same cost as the gas. If wow. the gas was 70 cents, and I can remember this, mm-hmm. 70 cents a gallon, the, the, the uh, uh, tax on it may have been 32 cents, well, 25 to 32 wow. cents, just depending on what state well, you're in. That, yeah, because you're getting. Federal tax, yes, state, tax, state tax, and even local. local taxes, and all of that was supposed to be for the upkeep mm-hmm. of the of the systems. But again, when you start taking money that's that's and, supposed to be for one thing and use it for something else, it like fr- buying fritter, votes, fritter fritter away with frivolous things, like just like Mike Pass. Well, well, and even even <laughs> some of, so we need to, we need more taxes. And some of these kind of silly bridges that have these so called fancy designs that might just decide to break, and instead of um, actually some of the more sensible. Um, utilitarian designs that, that work. Mm-hmm. Historical development centers, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because generally, you, you, <laughs> you get more revenue in those taxes than what they thought was going to come in. And so, you, hey, we can have all this surplus. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let me just say that this whole uh, decision between, you know, hard infrastructure and social infrastructure now that that's what they call uh, infrastructure, like child care and things of that nature, uh, until they can come to an agreement on that, don't expect them to come to an agreement on the infrastructure bill. All right, a break, and then when we come back, uh, we got a half hour to go. Uh, the first meeting on redistricting is today, and we'll talk about that as well. All right, St. Clarity uh, Residential Cleaning, you want to get your home deep cleaned, you need to go with St. Clarity. They do a great job. Where I know I spend maybe 45 minutes on a given Saturday uh, cleaning the house. St. Clarity come in and take four or five hours to clean your house. I mean, they 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 come in looking, <laughs> looking for work, okay? And they find it, and they and they get all of the marks off your walls, all off of those light switches, all off of the, uh, you know, the the border along the bottom of your your drywall and your floor, and they and then get into the corners and the whole nine yards. They do just a fantastic job. And that's why they give you a decent price if you got a, a home that's 2,500 square foot. It's going to cost you 300 bucks. Well, I can do a better job for you by, if you call us here at 1011, we work with St. Clarity Residential uh, Cleaning, and we'll get it for you for 150 bucks. That's a really good deal for four or five hours of work, to say the least. So call 404-6560, 404-6560, get yourself a certificate. Going to save you 50%. It's only going to cost you $150 to get your home deep cleaned by the professionals at St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. That's all happening right here at 1011 FM, The Answer, 404-6560, after 9 o'clock between... Nine and five, talk to Chuck or talk to Lynn, and they'll get you all set up for your particular, uh, you know, s- savings that you want to get the 50% off. And I can only tell you, they're fantastic. All right, let's continue uh, and get into this. I, I did want to talk about one last thing about uh, the uh, Democrats and uh, the Republicans talking about Israel. And that uh, is lately here in the United States, all the attacks that have occurred now across the United States, anti-Semitic attacks that have occurred against Jewish people. I mean, I'm talking about Jewish people sitting around just having dinner or whatever at a cafe, and suddenly somebody comes up or a group comes up and, uh, you know, picks a fight with them, gets into a fight with them. Uh, tr- tracing down Jewish people uh, with their cars. Uh, it, it's crazy. You know, we look back on what happened in Nazi Germany, and we go, how did that happen? I got to believe it kind of happens Just what's going like on this. like now. You know, when we as Americans don't get really ticked off that people are being picked on like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we, we just passed the Asian uh, protection, yeah, whatever American they call Asian. it. Uh, so are we going to do something now for the Jewish people? Shouldn't they have the same protection? 
Well, I think that we, we've already got along. Yeah. How about yeah, that? Yeah, how about That's that? a novel That's, idea. Yeah. yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah, where did that come from? Why do we need to? I mean, how many different ethnic groups are there in America? One. One? There's one. <laughs> there should be. Now, mm. I mean, is, is, is ethnicity a thing? Yeah, well, it sounds like it is. Well, people make it. Well, and that's, that's, that's kind of a discussion, you know, but but there's one race of people, people. You well, know it. But when you live in this reality. Right. No, you know, I know. Et- we, ethnic, we treat each other differently. Et- ethnos, you know, means nation. Mm-hmm. Only white people are born racist is what some say. <laughs> Anybody can be racist. That's because they, they put not? the diapers on their babies too tight. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody. Anybody can be a bigot. That's just exactly right. Anybody can be a bigot. You're trained to be that. And exactly. this, you know, there was a time in America where anti-Semitism went on all the time. I mean, there's a movie called The Man in the Gray Flannel Suit Mm -hmm. that starred, uh, I want to say Cary Grant, uh, Gregory Peck, that deals with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's something that has been here in in our country for some time, and it's really starting to flex its muscles now. Mm -hmm. And it's it's dangerous. Because if they can pick on Jews, they can pick on anybody. And that's the point. It's how, where, where does this end? And then what group is safe? You know, again, no we, one we've got safe. to be one America. Yep. Okay, you're a human being. You're an American by nationality. Well, that's so why I that like to hear ride. people say I'm an American, not I'm a I'm a Jew American or I'm a or African American or German American. Yeah, I don't like hyphenated Americans. I like Americans. But. All these laws that they're making that treat people differently and all these special things, I mean, the government is promoting racism. Promoting it's hate promoting. with hate crime legislation. Do you agree with that? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, they're trying to use 10%. hate crime legislation out there in San Francisco uh, and in uh, Los Angeles where they've had these uh, attacks on Jewish people. It, it's Look, it was... There's there's legal terms for things like that. Just use it. Just use it. That's all you got to do. Just use it. Don't say, well, because they happen to be Jews, we're going to tack on 10 years. No. How about we just tack on the 10 years? I mean, do you? You shouldn't be attacking people. You look at because they have a yarmulke on or you ask them for their cards so you can see if they're Jewish and then you can attack them. I mean, what do you do? What's next? Yeah. But if you ever want to know how the you know the the Germans got to where they were uh, under Hitler, uh, just watch some of the things that are going on in our own country right now. Just saying, just saying that's, that could never happen here, Dave. Yeah, that's I always hear that. But there's a lot of things that are happening right now that people said that that happened over there, never happened, never happened here. here. Uh, it is yeah. happening here, and you America better wake will up never to be stop communists. it. Yeah. Mm. And the communists said, we'll do it without firing we'll a shot. We'll do it without firing a shot. You know? And, and they're doing we're seeing it. it happen. We're they're seeing it happen. Yeah. It's, 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 it's occurring. Well, I mean, and, and then when you, get, when you start the kids out, at, well, now maybe three or four years old now with gov- government indoctrination centers, and, and, and you, you, you immerse a child into socialism, which is what a public school system is. You, you, they, they tell you when to sit, sit down. They tell you when to get up. They tell you when you can talk, when you can't talk, when you can eat, and they feed you. I mean... How much more can you immerse a child into socialism than that outside of just going ahead and taking them from, taking them from their parents altogether? 
That may be coming as well, having actual boarding schools. That, are, that wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't either. Wouldn't surprise me either. Well, the thing, the thing, the, the thing about that, Paul, is how many parents would be very willing to, oh, I can just drop them off, you know, Sunday night and pick them up next Friday evening. I think they would do that they, they by might. the droves. That, that's, that sounds like infrastructure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, social well, structure. Soft. Well, they call and, that and soft infrastructure. What's, what's, sad, yeah. what's sad is you're, you're probably right. There probably are a lot of parents who would do that now. They would drop yeah. them off Sunday night or Monday morning and, and gladly just have them for the weekends. What, and here's what, what's going on with a lot of, with a lot of uh, homes. You think about it. The, the, they have uh, uh, get the kids to school. They serve them breakfast. Absolutely. And they have them all day. Then they have an after-school program, and then they serve them dinner. You know, in some places, well, doing that in wow. some of those programs, they'll serve them wow. dinner. So when the parents pick them up, they just get them home. Hey, go get in the bed. So essentially, they're not spending any time with their parents. You yeah. know, and, and, the, the and, system is they're spending all their time in the system. So the right. system is raising them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then the. The kids don't have any, don't develop respect for their parents. No, the parents don't actually develop maturity for dealing no. from dealing with their children. Right. I think that that's one of the things I think that our society doesn't do very well with men is because men don't have a lot of inter- interactions with their children, so the men don't mature very well in many cases. And I think that's a valuable part of society. And we have just separated parents from children, and even more so with what you're describing here is that the, the parents are just they're just guardians for while they sleep. Yeah, and it's funny, sort of that they're teaching all the children in schools that they're animals hmm. and uh crime rate is up in all these large cities and people are killing each other yep. so i wonder if there could be any relation to that probably so i mean no more than we we slap a mosquito to kill it and if we're just animals if we're not made in the image of god then our life is not worth really much more than a mosquito a pesky mosquito if you want to read a book that i had to read when i was a junior in high school that deals with that now i'm taking you back to 1970s so this has been happening for quite some mm-hmm. time it was a book by desmond morris and it was called the naked ape take, oh, a, right? take a take a reading of that the book sometime ape. yeah is it in latin no. <laughs> no, 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 it was the naked a, ape. All right, it's I called the naked one, ape Dave. and take a, you know, read it and know that that book came out, what, 60 odd years ago. Mm-hmm. And we've been, that's the kind of belief system that was going on in 1970. It, no surprise that we're at where we're at in 2021, mm-hmm. just to be honest with you. Well, I remember all, all reading these, that book and going, what? <laughs> you think about all of these failed uh, ideologies around the world. And, and so it didn't work. Um, this continent didn't work in that country. didn't work during this time frame. And so now we're going to try it again. And we, Americans, we can make anything work. The because we're American. Yeah, the government will take care of it. You're, you remember uh, uh, in The Naked Ape, they, he spent some time on orangutans. And uh, if you know anything about orangutans, the smartest uh, of the uh, the most vicious as well. Yeah. And you know, as they age, their faces take get that red look and the mandrills and whatever. And he, he took that and said, "Humans, look at what women do in putting makeup on to draw attention to their faces." And then talked about wearing jewelry and all. I mean, the guy made a made a, a an argument. I didn't totally agree with it, uh, but uh, he says, you know, people 
act like animals now. Again, read it. Get it. Wow. You can, I think it's still out there. I think it's still in print. The Naked Ape by Desmond Morris. It's Desmond a great, Morris. Great. He didn't think that was a positive thing, did he? That people oh, were yeah. He thought it was animals. positive. Oh, is he that thought, right? Yeah, he's he an archaeologist. Of course wow. he did. All right. It's uh, 14 minutes till 8 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. They want to fix your roof for you. They want to do it now before it gets bad. They want to do it now before it starts leaking. Uh, we're going to have several days of uh, dry weather over this next week. Uh, call PI Roofing at 707-3551, 707-3551, and talk to them about getting somebody out to take a look at your roof to make sure that there's not some problems going to show up sometime during the summer when it gets 105 degrees and the sun is just cooking your roof and wearing it down you'll need to talk to the folks at pi roofing to make sure that your roof which is truly your last defense against the elements can do exactly that 707-3551 or pi roofing.com all right and then one last other book i i'm a huge reader i read all the time uh, Al, uh alvin toffler and was called Future Shock. Yeah, that I think that came out when I was in college, and it talked about how technology affects culture, and that technology was changing so quickly, culture couldn't keep up yeah. with it. It's, it's really an interesting read, and that's from back in the seventies too. I mean, they've they've recognized a lot of the things that we're seeing now. And now, you know, it's all the thing about singularity, about how man Mm -hmm. is going to become machine. And they say that uh, the way that we'll see immortality is when they upload your consciousness into a computer. Yeah. You're not going to. And you go back, you think about Star Trek, and they dealt with that. It is there. They dealt with that kind of stuff in Star Trek. Remember the planet they went to and they couldn't find the people? Yeah. There's no people? Yeah, the three, three, uh, no things there yeah cylinders just because they were all they were spears all of their uh, intelligence had been uplifted into computers mm. yeah their minds grew so powerful yeah that they dared think themselves gods, gods. yeah mm. <laughs> hey we're not that far away there there are now uh there is a um, an ai church that has a computer and they call it their god their god yeah i forget what country that's in you know, there's, there's, as the Bible says, there's nothing new the, under the sun. No, the creature worshiping the yeah, created. The, yeah, yes. Yeah. And, you know, and, and when you talk about that last book, Dave, Future Shock, it makes me think of the scripture where it says knowledge shall increase. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just part. They didn't, they didn't have, you know, couldn't say computer language and all this stuff here, AI, but knowledge shall increase. And that's part of it. And it, out, it outpaces morality. Because well, are you trying to use technology to change society first it was movies in hollywood so mm-hmm. hollywood would try to normalize mm-hmm. different things in, in movies uh whether it be nudity or cussing mm-hmm. or things of that nature and now you go on like netflix and and all the stuff that are right now these these big media companies have an agenda to change society and we as parents and, and christians had better watch it because they're 
going to have success if we're not careful. They are having great success. All right, Future Shock, 1970, written by American futurist Alvin Toffler, in which he defines the term future shock as a certain psychological state of individuals and entire societies. The shortest uh, definition for the term in the book is a, quote, personal perception of too much change in too short a period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, that's where we're at. Look at look at how you're bombarded every day, every day. With, with not only just change, but definitions. And, you know, definition of a man and a woman are not the definitions that we had a year ago. No. Yeah, that's that's bizarre. I mean, how many would have how many of us would have guessed even ten years ago that there was going to be a serious discussion about the legitimacy of people changing the gender? I agree. I mean, I, I, well, six years and ago, allowing Paul. children to make decisions to change the that's gender, even crazier, and, and allowing yeah. children yeah. Did, children to did, do it. And then pass a law saying that you've got to be eighteen to make decisions like that. Did y'all and it watch? Gets vetoed. Did yeah. y'all watch the um, discussion from that committee meeting where Bart Hester was questioning? I think it was a pediatrician about oh, what, yes, what was yes. the appropriate yes. age. Yeah, we've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, and, and I, I think he brought her down to. Well, she thought, well, maybe a four-year-old. Could yeah, start. three, four-year-old could decide their gender. Yeah, yeah, could decide to start start making decisions about about um, having sex change surgeries or, or therapies or whatever it was. I mean, Heck, they don't even know what their sex is. For crying out loud, a lot of four-year-olds wouldn't even go to the bathroom and the toilet if you didn't make them. No. <laughs> and you've got them making decisions. But you have to give kudos to the to the House and the Senate of Arkansas. They did get that bill passed. The governor vetoed it, mm-hmm. and they did override the governor's mm-hmm. veto. Right. We are making progress. Right. Walmart does not run this state 100% yeah, that's in their good. agenda yet. Yet. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that that hasn't happened yet although they want to do that if they want to do that if they if they want to have that kind of push here in the state then they need to put uh come up with the walmart political party and run their own candidates you know and that's the thing that that we have as citizens just whatever your your everyday status is we can never relent we can't we can't ever shift into neutral and think, well, we've got that battle won, and let's just go to the beach now because the other side is never going to stop pushing. They have long-term goals that they're long-term looking way goals. down the road. But when you're uh, deciding who you're going to vote for, for for any elected official, especially a governor, senator, house mm-hmm. representative, you need to look at their donor list. You need to see who's donating to them. If they've got big corporate donors, they may be in it for some other reason than to represent the people that work in their district every day and, you know, and pay, go to it, church. So if, if, if you if, have to pay attention. Yep. If that's just ordinary, everyday citizens, you know, what you just said, to R.D., about the corporate donors, then the small, the grassroots, I understand, if you want to see different people in office, then you got to support We're going to have to support them. you got right. to get well, your and, own and, candidates, and, and you got to right. support and them. And even just being, spending time. Fin- making, yeah, fin- let's say that, financially. Even just being, <laughs> spending time and, and, and making contact with these people helps, too, because the fact is that a lot of these donors, they also put some effort into to building some some type of relationship yes. with the people, I think, sometimes. And so you know, if, if we would just go and, and take the time mm-hmm. to meet these people and actually start building relationships yep. with them so that 
when there's an issue that we're concerned about and we call them up and they say, oh, yes, hey, Paul, how's it going? Because they know who you are. They know who you are. They know you're not just some person who screams at them three times a year when a bill comes up that that I'm confused about. Or, or friends when I want something. Friends when I want something, as, as, opposed, <laughs> as opposed to... R.D., that had a little, little side bar to it, I think, or something. Well, well, and, and, <laughs> friends that, when I want and something. That, and that's, that is a reality. And, and so but building building some relationships with these legislators is valuable. Yes. And, and so if if they know who you are and you, you know them and you, you kind of know what things they value and they know what you value, and and then when something comes up and you call them up and say, hey, I'm concerned about this, and they'll listen to you. Yeah. And there's a lot of legislators that actually go to meetings in their districts and get to know people in their districts right. also. So if you see them coming to your meetings, coming to crime watch meetings, come to fire department meetings, come to things like that, then that's the kind of people yes. that, that you want to elect. If you haven't seen your senator or mm-hmm. representative, then uh, hey, in, in, invite them to out. church and sure. uh, in, introduce them to your pastor. Some of them will come and preach in, in your pulpit. They will if you, if you let they them. They will. Yeah. You know, we got to remember they are people too. You know, and and you get to know them like, yeah. as you said, and you have a much better relationship and get the results that you're looking for. Keep it in mind. My thanks to the guys coming in today. They get next week off, and I won't even dock their pay. I'll pay them for Memorial Day. We get paid what we're worth. Yeah, we got R.D. Hopper, Iverson Jackson, Paul Calvert. Guys, I'll see you back in June when we reconvene here on the Power Panel. Don't forget, tomorrow Elizabeth will be here. Uh, the Bible guys will be here. And there's a very interesting question that's already come in for the Bible guys that we'll talk about tomorrow. Thursday, remember I told you, circle that date Thursday. It's a one-on-one interview between myself and the governor. And we'll be talking about a lot of things that he's been talking about. And I'll be asking him some pretty straightforward questions during that interview. You won't want to miss that. All right, that's all coming your way later on this week. I'll see you tomorrow, 6 a.m. here on the Dave Ellswick Show.